Okay, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is well. Happy Monday. We're getting towards the end of the calendar year. Happy Hanukkah. I think today is day four. Smack in the middle of this great, great holiday. I hope everybody had a nice weekend. First, I want to give a special thank you. I got a Hanukkah present over the weekend. It's really, really sweet. Um, I got a letter. Usually when I get mail, it's bills. But I got a letter. It's from my good friend Hilton Rubin. And this is what he sent me. If you could see it, it's a dog tag. And it says, Charlie Harari, soldier. God's special, special op. Zeal Team One. What's better than getting to feel like you're part of the SEAL even for a second? So this means a lot to me, Hilton. Thank you for putting me on the Zeal Team Op. I should I should be worthy of such compliments. This now stays near me throughout my day. Thank you, Hilton. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. We were talking yesterday about this idea of purpose. Chaos surrounds us constantly, and if we're not aware of it, it's going to overwhelm us and make us mediocre. Mediocrity is the manifestation of multitasking. Multitasking is not just doing things, it's also thinking things. Wherever you are, you should be someplace else. Wherever you go, you think you're not doing enough. When you're here, you think of there. When you're there, you think of here. And the perfect example of a multitasker in his brain, in his mind, is going to a party and talking to somebody and three minutes into the conversation, his eyes are already darting down the room. You ever have this? It is so offensive. You're talking to somebody, not like for 45 minutes, for like three minutes. And the guy's already like checking his phone, like as you're speaking, you ever go into a meeting and as you're talking to somebody, the person who you're talking to picks up the phone like five times in one meeting and you're like are you out of your mind like just because it rings it doesn't mean you have to answer it like you can look at it to see like if it's like your wife calling for five times or god forbid something for real but for the most part if you're not an er doctor you could just stay focused on the conversations for the rest of the hour you hear what i'm talking about I don't know if you've ever been to a synagogue before, but sometimes you walk into a synagogue. I killed you. I kid you not. I hate to say this in public, but you see people, they're praying. And then like halfway through, they just pull out their phone and they're scrolling down in the synagogue. Like you've got the ark right in front of them. And they're like, I'm like, are you, are you serious? Just go outside. Chaos, chaos, chaos. It's all around us and it will overwhelm us. And the way you build borders is through purpose. Purpose is what, what creates a, it creates a new value to your time, right? That's what purpose does. It creates a value for time. A friend of mine once was dieting. He had such a good insight those of you who diet, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So for those, for, for whoever out there that, that doesn't eat healthy, your food is irrelevant to you, right? It's valueless. So whatever you put in your mouth is the same. But the minute you start to diet, everything you put in your mouth matters. 
So just watch how your brain works. So he, this guy's telling me that he's sitting at a gas station and he's pumping gas. And he's like, you know what? He goes inside to pay the guy back in the days. If you remember those days where you went in, you paid a guy. And he comes out with like, with like a chocolate bar and he's munching on the bar as he's pumping gas. And it, it hits him that he didn't need the chocolate bar, but it just didn't matter. What, the, what he put in his mouth was valueless. He just, whatever, he just put it in his mouth. Then he started to like run and he wanted to become more healthy, whatever it is. And he started to realize that what, what he got from it was a value of food. If you diet, everything you put in your mouth is valuable. And if you don't think of food, it's just valueless. You just eat whatever. So if you could just put the equation together, purpose increases the value in what you're doing. If you have to get a paper out by the morning, every hour matters. If you have nothing to do the next day, it doesn't. If you have to run a marathon, well, everything you eat really matters. So as you increase the purpose in what you're doing, what will happen naturally is you will raise up the value of the time that you have and the attention that you give to the things that are in front of you. So you don't have to constantly feel bad about it. This is one of the great mistakes of dieting. People are like, New Year's, I really should lose weight, but I don't want to. Okay, my New Year resolution, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. No, you haven't given any more value to the food you're eating, so it's impossible. So you're always around going like, I really shouldn't, but I want to, but I need to tomorrow. You just got to increase the value of what food means to you. Take on things to do whether it's exercises, whatever it is. And as a result, by increasing the value of your health, by nature, the, the food will come with it. And then when you go to food, it will be easier to deal with eating better or worse food. That same thinking applies to time and attention. When we have a purpose that we're going for, when we look at our days and raise the standard of excellence in what we do, now I have a purpose that I'm striving for. Now my time and attention is more valuable. I got to do something today. Now I got all this time and attention to allocate. I can't let the chaos get in. So what purpose does is it increases the value of the attention and the time that I have so that when I go to my day, I don't need to like use guilt and other tricks because just the purpose itself demands more of my attention, right? If I'm driving the car, I don't need to like use guilt to pay attention to the road. If I'm sitting in the front seat, and I want to be sleeping, but I should, I feel bad for the guy who's driving. And I'd be like, well, I'll stay up for a few more minutes and I got to check my phone and I got to read my book. Like you're constantly battling, but I'm really tired and I'm drifting off. When you're sitting in the driver's seat, you don't have those same battles. Maybe you're overwhelmed by, by, by sleep, but like you don't have the battles of the guy in, in, in the passenger seat. And it's for sure not the guy in the back. Because the value of your position in the car goes up by where you sit. So just by sitting in the driver's seat and driving now makes your attention in the car that much more valuable than the person sitting in the back row. So by increasing the purpose of our days, 
we are now increasing the value of our attention. And now we are by nature allowing the chaos to be pushed out. Now that's sort of like step one in this. And once we do that, we have to go to the next step here. And the next step here is immersion. So here's how it works. Once you start to increase the purpose in something, what you, what you begin to realize that you need the attention for it. Okay, so if I have to get a paper out in three hours, I have a project that's due, I'm making a presentation. I am in, uh, I'm in school and I have a final. I'm doing anything and it has to be done in a, a brief period of time. As soon as the purpose goes up, right? I gotta get this out. My attention goes up. What I start to realize is that for me to be able to accomplish this, I need to be immersed in it. Now, here's how this works. If you remember, every time, every moment of our days, we have a schema, right? So the schema is our filter, and the filter takes in information. And we all have a limited amount of information. So we can only take in 110 to 125 bits of information per second. Now we have to realize that you have to wait. The way, I, the way I always picture it is like this. If I am going to a pool, let's say, if I'm going scuba diving and I jump in the water and I put on my gear, I've never gone scuba diving, but I'm assuming what's happening. And I put on my gear and I go down off the surface of the water slowly. I'm doing it. My first time, I'm doing it carefully. As I go down the surface of the water, I see a certain layer of fish in whatever aquatic life. Wonderful. Every few seconds, I'm, I'm descending into the surface, down, down the surface of the water. So within five minutes, I am in a much deeper place. I've already gone through the, the surface, and now I'm in the depth of the water. If I'm scuba diving for an hour, I want to be going down slowly and staying in a deep place for most of the hour. If I go down two, three feet and then come up for air because I'm snorkeling or because my, 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 my oxygen tank isn't working, and then I go down again three feet and I come for air, and I go down again three feet and I come for air, the same hour that I give to scuba diving gets me only a, a little bit in. When I'm engaged in something, my brain is constantly making connections. It's constantly fighting chaos. It's constantly doing what it does, which is engaged in the material in front of it. When I engage in material, even in snap seconds, okay, I gotta like, oh, here I am on this page. This is what's going on. Okay, I gotta figure this out. I'm in this paragraph. I'm reading this part of the book. I'm in this conversation. I'm in this level of, I'm, I'm, this, I'm in this level of work, right? As I descend further down, I continuously deepen my engagement. I've already gone through, I know a page I'm in. I'm already six lines into the paragraph. I'm already halfway through the application. I'm already in the conversation, right? I'm already through it all. And as I descend into this time, I'm getting deeper and deeper into the material. And as I get deeper into the material, 
I become more and more aware of things that I never got before. I'm, I'm in a deeper place. And so I'm picking up on things that I never picked up before because I'm now engaged in something. I've already gone through the first paragraph and now I'm like really into it. Oh, that's why that happens. I'm already looking at this spreadsheet and I'm like, oh, that's why these numbers don't tie out. I'm looking at the, the deal. I'm in the conversation. I'm already gone past like, hi, how are you? How's your day? I'm in like the real stuff. As I'm descending into something, that's really where I start to change. But here's how it works. Change in your brain is like interest. It if you do it right, it compounds. If you put your money into something and you don't pull it out, you leave it there and it gets a certain type of interest, right? If I assume you put your money somewhere and it doubles. So you go from, let's say one to two to four to eight to 16, right? After a while, as it doubles, it becomes exponential. It's called compound interest. So when you're engaged in something, in the beginning, it feels like everything else. But as you deepen your involvement in something, you start to see things exponentially quicker and better. You start to engage in something in a way that wasn't one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. When you're in it, it's one, four, eight, 16. You're, you're, it's exponential. The change, the, the, the nuances you see, the relationship to something. If you go deep in something and it's uninterrupted, that's when you start to see the real changes. We do this with the trips. When people go to Israel for a week, we take guys to Israel for the week, right? Momentum. This is what the, the sponsor of the show. Day one, day two, the relationship to the guys, the relationship to the environment around us, the learning that takes place. Day three, what takes place day five is not two more than day three. It's a hundred times more than day three because we're immersed in Israel. The first day you get to Israel, you're like, well, I got to check back in the office and I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to climb. And you're talking to your wife every two seconds, like, hi, honey, I'm still here. And the kids, day two, then the hours are different from Israel. You're like, well, I missed this call. Day three, you're like, you know what, I'll just pick it up. And by the time you get day four and you're immersed with the guys, you're immersed in the experience, you're immersed in the learning, the feeling, the relationship, the, the ability to be moved goes up exponentially. If you ever experienced a Shabbat before, the way you feel 15 minutes into Shabbat and the way you feel 22 hours into Shabbat is totally different. You ever go on vacation? You ever do anything in life? When you first experience a thing that you do in life, it's always still holding on to what you had. You always still had a remnant of what you, and you're always like in that like bridge, you know, when you first get somewhere, like you're bridging, you're like, ah, am I here? Am I there? If you allow yourself to be immersed in that thing, before you know it, you live there. You ever go, you feel this way? Like you ever go on like on vacation for like five days and by day four, you're like, I think I live in the hotel. You ever get that feeling? Like, I think I live here. My kids happen every time we go to a Passover program where like they cater for you 24 seven and something called a tea room. If you've ever been to a program, a, a Jewish holiday program where they feed you, they stuff you up. Like they feed you like hens before they, 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 they slaughter them. They have something called a tea room. A tea room is basically in between these massive meals. There's a room just filled with as much sugar and stuff that you can imagine. So my kids get used to this. 
wake up in the morning, eight o'clock, they roll into breakfast till 11, they go to the tea room until two, lunch is two o'clock. Then we get home and they're like, it's, it's 1030, like what's for breakfast? And I'm like, I don't know, cereal? They're like, cereal? Where's the egg guy? Like, where's the egg station? And there's no, there's no pancakes? Like, are you kidding me? Like, how are we going to survive today? And you're like, yeah, it's cereal. And get back, get on the school. Are you kidding? You get, you get, you, you live in a place. You're like, what? I, this is how it is. You know what I'm talking about? You go on vacation, like school's out. Kids go back to school in September. They're like, what are we doing here? Like, why is she telling me like what to do? Like, it's like a total, because when you're immersed in something, the level of change is exponential. I, I There was this, Brazilian billionaire I read about. I got to find this book for you. Oh, it's so good. It's a TED talk that I watched where he, where there, I think it was in Brazil. It was someplace in, in Latin America where the, the academic scores were unbelievably low in this area and they couldn't fix the school system. And this billionaire basically took these kids away for like a month or like three weeks and immerse them in like math, science, whatever. And then after like three weeks, they took the, the state tests for the year. And these kids did so much better than the kids that were there for the year. And he began this whole educational phenomenon where that if you immerse people into something and they're immersed in it, what they'll get in the immersion is so much more than showing up for an hour or two or five or seven and going home and showing up and going home and showing up and going home. You're always resetting and get back to your classroom. So that's why, by the way, if you look at like, even like typical high schools, it's not meant for like immersion. Like you sit down to class, teacher gets going till you get roll call. Then you get up, you go to the next class and then you get the next class and you get the next class and you get the next class. And like, before you know it, like, and then you get home and then you have this. And the, your brain is constantly like putting on snorkeling gear and going up and going down and going up and going down. Like it's a crazy life. So when you recognize you have purpose and you go into your day, here's the trick. And we'll, we'll, I want to continue this a little bit tomorrow, Apostle, because this is so important. Immersion is such a, is such a science to immersion that we, we don't appreciate because we don't live in immersive worlds anymore. We don't even have this. Back in the old days, they had this more where they would go away and like there was no phones and you went somewhere and you were there. You're doing something for an hour and you have your phone and computer on and every few seconds you pick up your thing to look at a, a note or to check out WhatsApp or to read an email. What you're doing is you're taking an hour of time and then as you snorkel down to get to the real guts of what you're doing so that you can have exponential growth, bing, you go right back up to the surface. Oh, what happened? Oh, what's going on with the election? Oh, what? The Saints lost yesterday? Did it? To the eagles, and you go right back down. But you're not going down because as you start to go deeper, bing, what? Oh, I got to call her back. I forgot. Shoot, I forgot to call her back. Okay, I'm going to call her back later. I'm going to go back down. Bing. And you're living your life where as you delve into anything, you're just surfacing it. And then an hour is up of doing this work. And you're like, oh, I don't know why I really haven't. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. You ever have this? Anyone ever work for somebody where like you work on a project spreadsheet or memo, and then your boss walks in and picks out the one mistake in the whole project. How did he do that? 
Well, the answer is because he is so invested in the thing that he, when he walks into a room, he immerses himself in it so deeply, he can see things that other people can't see. That's why when you look at professionals, they're never distracted. You never see, you'll never see a football player checking his WhatsApp in a huddle. You'll never. Because he's there's too many, he, he needs to be immersed in the game, even if he's on the sidelines, by the way. You'll never see guys on the sidelines of a football game checking WhatsApp. Never. Because when they're out on the sidelines, they're still immersed in the game. When you recognize that there's purpose to your day and you you want to be greater at your day, it increases the value of your attention. But then you have to realize that your attention is not incremental, it's exponential. So you have to be, you have to make sure your border patrol is Navy zeals. Because if you're engaged in something and you allow yourself to be distracted every few seconds, you're just going up and down and up and down and you're not getting deep enough. That's why the greatest thing you can do if you have an iPhone is set a timer. It's one of the greatest things iPhones have. Timers. I'm sure Androids have it as well. You go to do something, you set the timer, you put your phone away. And then an hour later, or 20 minutes later, or two minutes later, ding, and now you go back. And at least you know for that period of time, you're free. And you can give all your attention to something. And it's in those moments that you have what's called deep learning. Can you really begin to delve and get something that is unique? Yeah, Andy just confirmed that Android phones have them. I'm sorry for being a little bit of an Apple snob here. Okay, we'll continue this. This is big, at least I think. Immersion is the secret to a lot of good stuff. Okay, think about this today. Just be aware of it as you go through your day and all the distractions that pop in and pop out and pop in and pop out and pop in and pop out. See just how much we're not exponential in our actions. Not because we don't have the ability, but because we don't, we don't have enough border patrol surrounding us from all the distractions around us. All right, we'll continue this. Have an incredible day. And with God's help, can't wait to see you again tomorrow.